Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, I, uh, well, I would like to begin the way I always begin every time I do a Dharma talk, actually, which is to thank and acknowledge my teacher, my late teacher, um, the old Buddha, Sojin Mel Weizmann Roshi. And to say that. Um, this talk is just to encourage you in your practice. That's, that's what I'm here for. Um, I also very much want to thank Galen Roshi, Abbot Kanjin Galen Roshi, uh, for inviting me to give this talk. And, and uh, the whole Sangha, you know, whole Houston Zen Center Sangha for hosting me and Linda. Um, all this time. It's been so magical to be here. Uh, it's coming to a close, you know, and I'm feeling the poignancy of that. Um, two more weeks in Texas. Um, when Linda and I realized we had the opportunity, we could take uh, three months of sabbatical and be away from Tassajara at that time, during the current practice period at Tassajara. Um, right away, <laughs> no question, let's find out if we can go to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we had been, missed it so much last year. Um, yeah, we really felt that. So I'm so grateful for that, for this, for this opportunity. And actually, gratitude is the theme of my talk this morning. This is a time of year when people think about and... <laughs> think about and talk about gratitude a lot. And it happens to be a core practice of mine. Um, gratitude the expression of gratitude and the embodiment of gratitude is very important in my practice. And um, uh, gratitude, appreciation, acknowledgement. And I would like to share why and how I feel helped by that and how I practice with that. Um, lately, when I asked to give a talk. I've been trying to uh, really emphasize what's useful in practice. My last talk was about generosity, the importance of a generous heart. And I feel that generosity and gratitude are kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, I'm, I'm really interested in the utility of Buddhism the helpfulness, what is helpful, you know? And, and I think that Shakyamuni was too. You know, I understand that every once in a while during the Buddha's 35 years of ministry, somebody would try to like stump him or be clever with some complicated logic problem or metaphysical question. And the Buddha would be like, no, nah, that ain't it. It's not what I'm here for. You know? I'm only here to help you suffer less or 
find some stability in the midst of your suffering. Um, and I, yeah, I, I feel that. Um, I also want to express my gratitude to my teacher's teacher, Suzuki Roshi. Um, I don't find a whole lot of uh, teachings about gratitude in the Buddhist canon as such, gratitude as such, lots about generosity. But Suzuki Roshi had a lot to say about gratitude. So we'll be hearing from Suzuki Roshi this morning. Um, for me, uh, the thing that's most important about gratitude and generosity is connection. As, as an expression of or uh, the embodiment of our connection, the way that we are all deeply connected. Uh, great Zen teacher Thich Nhat Hanh likes to say, we enter our, right? We enter our, I like that a lot. This is how we live, but it's easy to forget. It's easy to, it's easy to lose sight of that in the midst of our you know, busy lives and problems and so forth. Uh, so these are practices that help me to remember that this is how we actually live and it's important what we do and what we say really matters. Living a preceptual life really matters because we enter our. Um, so this is this is uh, how well, how I want to live my life. Actually, <clears throat> keeping that in mind, and, and more importantly, embody you know, uh, actually having a felt sense of that as much of the time as I can. That connection. And uh, there are, I think, myriads of practices that one can do to express and remind ourselves about gratitude. Um, no doubt, many of you have your own. Uh, I see heads nodding, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I personally, <laughs> I like to thank people a lot. Actually, I just, I just do that a lot. I like to thank people a lot. And when I, when I express my appreciation, I like to be specific. You know, what is it? What is it that I really appreciate about this person or this act or this situation or this offering or this work of art or this poem? You name it, you know, to be specific, to really let myself and others know that, uh, yeah, I'm not just, I'm not just saying the words. And that helps me to, to uh, not just say the words. <laughs> One time 
someone whom I was practicing closely with was uh, um, having um, a lot of difficulty with, uh, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not qualified to diagnose anybody. If I were, I might say clinical depression, but I'm not, so I won't. <laughs> we were having a hard time, you know, and I suggested, well, why don't you keep, why don't you try keeping a gratitude journal? You know? Try to think of three things, just three things each day that you're grateful for and write them down. You know? It can't be the same thing on a different day. So it's got to be three new things. So they had to, they had to, you know, actually think about it. And, and uh, but they didn't have any trouble coming up with three things each day. This person did this for a year, actually, and it became a, a deep practice for them, a deep and ongoing investigation. They found it helpful. A late abbot of San Francisco Zen Center, Nyogen Steve Stuckey, passed away December 31st, 2013, shared with us that he had a practice of when he awoke in the morning, getting up from bed, actually getting out of bed, swinging his feet off the bed and then feet touching the floor, putting his hands in gasho and just quietly saying the word gratitude every morning. Uh, gratitude for what? No, no, just gratitude. First thing, first thing in the morning, gratitude. So I took that up. And I've been doing it ever since. Linda can attest, mm -hmm. even if I've just been taking a nap <laughs> or having a short lie down, whatever. If I'm moving from horizontal to sitting up, standing up, uh, take the time. Just good. doesn't have to be gratitude for anything. doesn't have to be gratitude for anything. It's just a kind of global, welcoming, all-embracing gratitude. Cultivating that. And I'll get back to that. One time, Linda and I were so lucky as to be uh, guests. Well, actually, it's been more than one time. We were guests of um, our teacher, Sojin Roshi, and his wife, Liz Horowitz, in their little house in North Berkeley for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, 
such a lovely time. Usually about a dozen people sitting around the table. And, you know, it's traditional at a Thanksgiving dinner, I believe, to do some kind of blessing. Uh, Sojin Roshi didn't do a blessing exactly, but he'd say a few words, you know, invocation. And one time he, he said, you know, in his very quiet, unassuming way, he said, I just want to take the time to express gratitude for the things that we normally take for granted, like running water and electricity and some safety in this life. Things we take for granted, you know? Little things that really aren't little things at all. I live in Tassajara Zen Mountain Center, which is uh, quite rustic. We live close to the elements in the wilderness and pretty exposed to nature uh, in the mountains, uh, the Santa Lucia Mountains and California's coastal range. And sometimes in the winter when the weather is especially fierce and we might have like a senior staff check-in and I'll say, I'm just feeling so grateful to have a warm, dry place to sleep at night and thinking about how many people don't have a warm, dry place to sleep at night. It's actually a big deal. A friend of ours, a close friend, has been practicing with uh, multiple myeloma for years and actually flew across the country on more than one occasion to be treated at uh, University of California, San Francisco uh, Teaching Hospital, where they have a world-class cancer ward. And they call him the multiple myeloma poster boy. He's had uh, bone marrow transplants twice. And Linda and I went to visit him on one of those occasions. And we had to be like super, super clean to come on this floor. You know? And I noticed that the floor was decorated with uh, patient art, art therapy. From, from patients there. It was displayed on the hallway. And there was one, obviously, from some middle-aged man who uh, probably didn't do much art in his life, but it was really touching and heartfelt. And it was just, it was called before and after. And there was a line down the middle of the picture and on the left side was before. And it's like a little picture of a house, a picture of a car, a picture of a bank statement, a picture of whatever, you know, work. 
these kinds of things, you know, and then after it's like the picture of him smelling a flower, my kids, coming face to face with what's really important. Sometimes, uh, unfortunately, it takes instances like that to kind of jog us back to what's really important. I fell in quicksand once. I was about 20, I believe. I was bird watching on the riverbed of the Santa Ana River in Orange County, California. Santa Ana River is one of those seasonal rivers that, you know, during winter storms, it's a torrent, just gushes, and the rest of the year is dry. So this was the springtime. The bird watching was excellent. I was just walking along the riverbed, checking out the birds. Take another step. <laughs> I'm up to my waist in quicksand. <laughs> that was shocking. <laughs> I just took it for granted that I was walking on solid, dry riverbed. And, you know, I dragged myself out of it. I was alone. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Got to be careful about what we take for granted. So I'm thinking about this talk. You know, I've been turning over those words, take for granted. Uh, it's just, it includes take. I take and then granted means something that's given, something we assume it's given, but it's not. Or, I mean, is it? We assume it is, but is it? No. Uh, so, yeah, it made me think of the second grave precept in our Soto Zen. Bodhisattva precepts, which is often translated as, uh, I vow not to take what is not given. We assume something is given, but is it? I used to assume that there would be predictable patterns of weather and climate. I don't assume that anymore. I took it for granted. I no longer take it for granted. And when we take things for granted, it's possible, maybe likely, it can cause a lot of problems. And Suzuki Roshi said, on more than one occasion, we should be grateful for our problems. Yeah, what a radical statement. It seems so counterintuitive. Grateful for my problems? You know, it's like Jesus of Nazareth saying, love your enemies. Love who? Nah, nah, that can't be right. 
grateful for our problems. And I feel like there's a a lot of problems. If we're going to be grateful for our problems, then these days, there's a lot to be grateful for, I guess. Um, Are you familiar with the expression doom scrolling? I'm guilty of that, Uh, especially lately being out of the monastery and I'm exposed more or seduced more by uh, World Wide Web and news feeds. And it's just all bad news. Climate crisis, racial injustice, hatred, normalizing violence, COVID. Ah, You know, it's really hard. So I'm not trying to be disingenuous here or, or, you know, say gratitude will help us look at the world through rose-colored glasses or something people used to say when I was a kid. I don't know if you know this expression, Pollyanna, Pollyanna-ish. Don't worry. Everything will be okay. Just practice gratitude. All will be well. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. And I don't think Suzuki Roshi was saying that either. It's hard. So I'd like to share a few words from Run the Jewels. And if you don't know who they are, they're a a rap group, two men from Atlanta, Georgia, Killer Mike and LP. And a friend of mine calls calls them uh, uh, rap for adults. (laughs) Um, there's a particular track which is pretty um, intense I would say it was kind of my theme song for the lockdown in the spring of last year Um, uh, LP he takes his turn on the mic he says You know how everything can seem a little out of place? All of my life, that seemed to be the only normal state. So feeling normal never really meant me feeling sane. And being clear about the truth and being sane have never really been the same. You know how everything can seem a little out of place? All of my life, that seemed to be the only normal state. I really resonate with that. And I think a lot of people can. I think the Buddha called it dukkha. Yeah. I feel like just being alive with your eyes open in 2021 is to be in a, a state of cognitive dissonance a lot of the time, maybe most of the time. I don't know. I don't know. So it's a big question for me, you know, how we practice with this. Here's some more Suzuki Roshi from Zen Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, the chapter called Control. Whatever we see is changing, losing its balance. The reason everything looks beautiful is because it is out of balance, 
but its background is always in perfect harmony. This is how everything exists in the realm of Buddha nature, losing its balance against a background of perfect balance. So if you see things without realizing the background of Buddha nature, everything appears to be in the form of suffering. But if you understand the background of existence, which looks like suffering, you realize that suffering itself is how we live and how we extend our life. This is why Suzuki Roshi said we should be grateful for our suffering, grateful for our problems. This is on another occasion, he said, because you want to extend your life, you have problems. Therefore, you should be grateful for your problems because this is how our practice happens. This is where we engage with the world and with our own suffering, and the suffering of others, by not turning away. The urge to turn away can be so strong. I feel that, actually I feel very strongly that practice taking refuge in the triple treasure, practicing together as a community helps us to have the wherewithal, the capacity to face what's really difficult to face. Ehe Dogen said, whatever comes is the Buddha Dharma, not objects at all. There's another pretty radical statement for you. Can we receive the world this way? So, you know, uh, it kind of loops back to what I was saying earlier about not necessarily gratitude for any particular thing, just this global sense of gratitude and appreciation and acknowledgement, being able to include what's difficult to include. In a Dharma talk at Tassajara in 1967, Suzuki Roshi said, when we are satisfied with our practice, with our everyday life, if we always maintain gratitude in the way we live our life, that is true practice. To have gratitude or to enjoy our life does not mean to have some special feeling in our life or special enjoyment. 
does not mean to have some special feeling in our life or special enjoyment or special gratitude. So by gratitude or enjoyment, we mean something deeper than that. Gratitude before we have gratitude. Enjoyment before we enjoy it. Cultivating this abiding foundational okayness, as I often call it. A foundational okayness in our lives. This, I feel, um, is what Zen practice, Buddhism in general, has to offer. This, I feel, is what is on offer. How to realize the background of Buddha nature in our lives, each of us, each of us. If you are born in a human body, you are invited to realize the background of Buddha nature. And you might guess, because I'm allegedly a Zen teacher, I recommend Zazen. <laughs> and Suzuki Roshi said, when we said Zazen, we should cultivate a warm-hearted feeling in our zazen. Sit zazen with a warm-hearted feeling. Avalokiteshvara bodhisattva. Bodhisattva of infinite compassion. She's holding your heart in her hands like this. And you sit, she's lifting you up like this. You got this. You can stay upright. You got this. Each of us, each one of us. Suzuki Roshi also said, we should sit zazen as though drinking water when we are thirsty. I really resonate with that. I really do. And I'm so grateful that in this lifetime, I have been given the opportunity to drink deeply and be refreshed from this wellspring of upright sitting over and over again which has sustained me for a long time and continues to do so. So thank you for listening to my talk. <laughs> and please enjoy the rest of your day.